I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome back to the third and final part of this week's episode where I'm stomping with Vicky Patson. So far, we've discussed Vicky's journey through reality TV into becoming someone that actually really just inspires people, that's really honest, that's open, that has written some incredible books, that's filmed an incredible documentary sharing, a very personal uh, experience with her family, with alcohol, and also exploring grief. What it's like to live with grief, how to get over loss, do you really get over loss at all? And basically how to move forward in life carrying all the lessons that life teaches us. Vicky, this has been an amazing walk so far. I feel, I feel that we've actually gone into some kind of highs and lows areas, but I feel like, you know, this walk, not only going for a walk with you makes me feel so much better, more relaxed, but I also think we're touching, touching upon things that I hope people really relate to at home. And one thing I know for me that's been a significant part of my last few years of my life has been living with grief. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure especially given the pandemic, there's a lot of people out there that carry grief each day. And, you know, I, I've talked about it before. I feel like, and I said it a few weeks ago, that like grief is almost like that black box in your mind that sits there and you look into it and it's really, really painful. And especially at the start, you can't stop looking in the box. You keep opening the box, looking into it. And then eventually you learn to close the lid and you put it on the shelf in your mind and you look into it when you need to. And it's taken me a long time to kind of get somewhere near that point. Yeah. How, how have you dealt with grief? Because I know you lost a very good friend not so long ago and I just wonder how, how, how you're dealing with that, really. So it was four years ago that I lost Paul. Um, four years ago, just gone, actually. And, um, and who was Paul to you, just so, we can, Paul, just so people can have context? Paul was my best friend. Um, and uh, so I think anyone who um, ha- is, is sort of struggling with grief or going through that process, they'll kind of agree with me here. Like, you doesn't ever leave you properly. Um, you just learn to get better at dealing with it. And, um, you know, when someone has been taken from you um, unexpectedly, like, yeah. that, to me, feels worse. Like, you don't have all of the all of the um, time to say your goodbyes and, you know, be grateful for the moments you had together. It's just sudden. Mm. Um, And that's how we lost Paul, really suddenly. Um, And for a long time, God, like, I was angry. I was... um, I was just mad, you know, that... um, I felt it was unfair. And I had... um, It actually manifested itself in some really ugly ways at first mm. like I drank too much mm. I um compartmentalized mm. me grief rather than facing it mm. oh it was and it's just hard like you the only way through grief is to feel your feels yeah like I so true yeah and like as human beings we don't want to 
as human beings, we tr our body, our mind, everything, they try and protect you from it. So up until very recently, like, I think my brain tried to, especially up until about the six month mm. mark, like it tried to convince me that Paul would come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, walk through that door, yeah. pick up the phone or text you or whatever. Absolutely. And I think once you get past the six month mark, you, um, you have to face it all again because you realise he's not, they're not coming back. Um, so that was hard. But um, like I say, we're four years on now and um, I had some therapy actually to help me get over it, um, which again, I'm a huge advocate for. Um, and my therapist, the Speakman's Nick and Eva, um, they, I said like, I'm just so mad he's not here. Yeah. And I feel yeah. so guilty that I, um, that I get to go on living. Mm. And I get to experience falling in love and having yeah, children and all that, and he, he doesn't. Yeah. So um, they told me, and this is like great advice, they said, like, what was Paul like? Yeah. And I said he was the life and soul of the party. He was everybody's best friend. Like, he was, a, he was just vibrant and strong and, oh, kind and hilarious, you know? Mm. And uh, they said, like, what would he, how would he want you to live? Yeah. And I says, like, oh, he'd want me to live every day to the fullest, you know? He'd want me to take every job opportunity, kiss every boy, like, go on every holiday, have the cocktail, all of these yeah. things. And they went, and what would, you, what, would they, what would he want you to do about his memory? I says, oh, he'd want to be remembered. Yeah. He'd want to be talked yeah, about yeah, all exactly. the time. Yeah. He would want a toast at every girl's night out. He would want me to sit and tell Urkan at night how much I wished he'd got a chance to meet him. It's and, tough, um, isn't it? It's like the mo it's, it's celebrating them, but also that. So you know, and I'm I'm so sorry for your for your loss. But I think it, it, it is it is that, and I kind of relate to it in the sense is like you do. You strive, it's hard to celebrate when you've got so much to kind of unpack and deal with, and especially with a sudden loss. Exactly. You, but you, you want to celebrate them, but you kind of got this. And it, but I think it's part hard of the therapy, to celebrate yeah. them, isn't it? And you've got to learn to sit with the uncomfortableness. Exactly. And that's what my favourite is sit with the uncomfortableness, sit with the kind of guilt, sit with all that stuff. And not kind of not drowning yourself in guilt in that sense, but just going like, you know, what. Yeah, it's just an interesting thing with my brother, but we, we talk about like, you know whose fault was it was someone's fault is anyone to blame and there's an idea of like really you hard. sit down and do a pie like a straw pie and <laughs> you go right not everything can be my fault so who could if you really were going to try and blame people what pits of the pie would belong to different people and it's not about blaming anyone but you quickly realize there's so many people involved in that person's life that you can't possibly be 100% to blame even if you anyone was to blame you can't possibly be yes. and i think for guilt for Let me that helps of that feeling like that yeah. you're at any in any yeah, way to the, blame for what happened to your brother Alex? i think it's difficult it's, it's very difficult but you know it, i think that point though about remembering them is very important because you want to remember otherwise it's really sad that you know they live the life and then you spend That's you it. worry about things and think oh gosh it's so sad they've gone rather than thinking it was amazing you had them alive you know yeah, and then you spend your whole time like not wanting to bring it up because you know it'll upset someone or whatever. And actually, that's, that's not honouring no. their memory at all. No. So now, off the back of the advice of me therapists, you know, we, every girl's night out, we toast to Paul. Yeah. Every girl's night out, he's mentioned. And he gets a toast and we laugh and we tell our yeah. favourite stories. And on his birthday, we all 
We all chat about him on the day we, the anniversary of the day we lost him. Mm. We all say how much we miss him and yeah. how much we'll miss, wish he'd met Maeve or yeah. wish he'd met Erkan, whatever. And Milo. Milo too. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's part of life is loss. Yeah. And grief is the price we pay for having had someone or something I love so worth losing in my yeah. life. And it's so horrible, but yeah. like everything we've talked about, you have to sit with it. So yeah. to anyone experiencing grief, there is no easy answer. No. Time is a great healer. Please celebrate them, love them, talk to people who understand what you're feeling and want to celebrate them too. And just be kind to yourself. Don't think this is an overnight thing. Yeah. Yeah, you've got you've got to just take your time. I think I I tried to like get. I remember actually Harry, my manager, um, when I called her like two days after, being like, right, I I just need to get back to work. I need to write yeah. my book and all this kind of stuff and get on with it. Of course it wasn't because I was like, oh, I don't care, moving on. But it's like a human thing of like they're gonna walk through the door. It's all fine. It hasn't happened. Carry on. And I almost tried to do that for a long time. People had to say like, just stop. Um, so I think taking the time. And then once you're kind of ready, processing as much as you can, talking to therapists, speaking to people around you, and then just trying yeah, to celebrate things. I've got, I've got um, two stones by my bed. Right. Uh, one with a blue heart that I always like, does that symbolizes for me, like me in a sense. And I got a car, because um, he loved his cars as well. I got a car drone on the other one. And my name's on my stone, his name's on his stone. I have them by my bed. And it kind of reminds me to remember him. So it really helps me. So... Yeah, I think they call, I think call them grief stones or I don't know it's grief stones. I think it's like happy stones. <laughs> so no, but I think it's lovely. Like we have a picture of Paul in my house, and um, on his birthday, I sat and talked to his picture mm. and had a glass of wine and told him all about Erkan and told him all about Maeve and all that was happening in my job and like these people. Mm. Like I always say, Paul was just too good for this world. And I'm sure that's how you feel about your brother too. Like, these people don't deserve to be forgotten. Like, no matter how hard it is for us, they deserve to be remembered and celebrated. And yeah, so so that is a love, like, even though it's hard, it's become a huge part of my grief process. Well, cheers to them and we shan't remember them. That's it. Yes. Well, che well, cheers with flat, with bits of grass. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky, thank you so much for sharing with me so much of what you've gone through in life, the highs and the lows. Now that we're coming towards the end of our stomp, I think it's a nice opportunity to think about what's in your toolkit for life. We've talked about your toolkit for stomping, but what is it that gets you through life? How do you get through? Oh, God, this is a good one. <laughs> very, very deep as well, considering how much I'm sweaty now. Right, so toolkit for life. I truly believe that you have to have an excellent support structure around you. And that looks like, that looks different to loads of different people. It doesn't have to be immediate family. It doesn't have to be friends, but it could be a mixture of those, you know? Um, great work colleagues, amazing management. Like my agents have become so much more than that to me, you know? Like they've been with us for nearly 10 years, like instrumental in getting us where I am now. They are part of my support yeah. structure. My mom, my sister, Erkan, my life coach, my therapists, like I, wouldn't be the happy adjusted adult I am now without all of those pieces of the puzzle. So have a good support structure around you, whatever that looks like. And don't, and, and just appreciate them, you know? 
like make sure Be they thankful. know. thankful. Yeah, I, I, grateful, kind. Like when you hug someone, I read it. When you hug someone, or try and hug someone like it might be the last time. Because I know that's it. But when you hug someone, you don't. You never know when you see a friend the last time when you share the last glass of wine. Hug them, enjoy that moment. You know, embrace it. Because you know, I look back to, you know, when when the last time I hugged Clear, it's like wow, I'm so glad that that was such a lovely goodbye. Because then I had that opportunity to remember that moment. And I think you know, you're right about who you surround yourself with. You know, ultimately. You need to surround yourself with good people. It's not about being people that always give you the yes or you're perfect. Oh, no, no sycophants. It's not yes people. It's just about people that have your best interests at heart, that will give you that pat on the back when you've done well, that will help guide you through times you've made mistakes without judging you, without tearing you apart or making you feel worse. It's, It's supporting you through life's up and down. So I think it is that point. Surround yourself with good people. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you've just touched on something really interesting. Like, it's actually far more important to surround yourself with the people who say no to you sometimes. Yes, that's true. Like, I will come downstairs in an outfit, right? And Erkan will tell me, hand on my heart, like, oh no, 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 not tonight, Vicky. Like, you've got well better up there. And like, I need to hear that, you know? Like, he's not being cruel. He's not, yeah. he's just like, he's being honest, and yeah. you need honest and like, genuine people around you like that's what helped like I look at some of the people in our industry and this is no like and they'll be in every industry you know every walk of life it's no dig but some people can just be such arseholes because nobody's told them no it's no dig but you're such an (laughs) arsehole nobody's told them no that should be a motto for life I think yeah I mean just don't be an (laughs) arsehole yeah don't be an arsehole yeah I think like you have to have people around you who say you were late today, yeah. don't do that again. Yeah, yeah. Like, you didn't say your pleases and thank yous there. Like, make sure yeah. you do everyone is important on this team. Like, these are lessons and messages that if you're just surrounded by people who are sycophantic, you will, you will forget. So, yes, who you surround yourself with, so, so important. Well, I'm lucky I've got Harry and Carly who will tell me exactly if I need telly. So oh, yeah, I'm, they're terrifying. I'm not yeah, they are scary, aren't they? You wait till you see them on an angry day. My God. <laughs> Harry's laughing at Too me. hot to you be angry need, today. You need people to tell you, though. It's true. Yeah, are there any other aspects, apart from, you know, because we talk... So outside of kind of stomping and nature, what are the other things that you... Are you personally... Do you love a bit of music? Do you, are you, I could imagine you singing in the car, blurring away with music. I'm not going to lie. I could see you doing that. I love a good uh, shower karaoke set. What, what, a shower karaoke? What's your shower song, then? Shower karaoke. I go old school. A bit of, like, Gloria Gaynor. A bit of, like, wow. Cindy Lauper. That's where I'm at. And then I throw in a little bit of Little Mix because I like to pretend I'm still down with the kids. Ah, Very nice. eclectic in my shower. Is it? Is it? Well, actually, yeah. do you know what? Speaking of which, I was actually on the way here. Oh, we, you're going to see I was actually in your shower. In my I was shower. Like, what the I, I, had quite, I had four people in the shower. We had four of us in the car on the way down to meet you, and uh, uh, me and Harry just whacked on a bit of Biggie Smalls, and we had Holly in the back. Right, <laughs> this was not where I saw they this going. They didn't even, they hadn't even heard of Biggie Smalls. No. So I was like, you know, surround yourself with people that like good music. That should be the motto. Surround They're all angry, looking angry at me now. <laughs> Me and Harry loved it. We loved it. But I think that thing about music is so important, isn't it? Like you can just have just just singing and laughter as well. Do you find laughter is important for you? Laughter is such a tonic. Like I think there's a book and it's written by Angela Scanlon and it's called Joyrider. She's amazing. Like I'm a huge fan of her for loads of reasons. She's honest, authentic. I feel like when I read her, started to read her book initially, like I just started to cry because. I felt like even the first couple of chapters, it just resonated with me so much. But she has this bit where she talks about, when in my life did we forget to prioritise joy? Yeah. Like, yeah. There was a moment in yeah. life where actually it all just became about... That's so true. ...getting engaged, buying that house, getting the promotion, goals, getting the best goals, car. Goals. Yeah. 
And actually, somewhere along the line, we forgot oh, that Instagram likes or that aesthetic or that yeah. body shape we wanted. We forgot just to just laugh. simply have joy. Have fun and laugh. And do you remember when you were a kid, Al, and like, all it was was what makes you laugh, what's yeah. fun, what you want to do. I look at little Maeve, my sister's little girl, and her life is just centred around joy. Yeah. What makes her happy, what makes her heart full. And we have to remember that a life without the pursuit of joy is a, is a life not worth no, living. No, it's not. It's, so it's... do things that make you, like, set your soul on fire. And I've got a little fact that might tie in. I'll segue a fact in here. So, you and, love and I'm gonna, I love a fact. And I'm going to, for everyone, I'm going to be doing uh, my fact of the week. So this is, this is a fact that links nicely to this. Go on, hit me. Did you know that when you laugh, and laughter can increase the blood flow to your brain by up to 20%. I didn't so know that. So increased blood flow, better for concentration, goes to certain parts of the brain that are associated with kind of um, feeling happy and yeah. feeling good and feeling alive. So what I'm saying is laughter is good. Laughter we've, is good for that flow. We've validated, our, we've validated our tips today. Do you want to hear a fun fact from me? Go on then, yes, I okay. do, I do. So elephants, when they look at human beings, the, the same chemical is released in their brain that gets released in our brain when we see puppies. They think oh. we're really cute. Oxytocin, it must be oxytocin. It's that kind of... Oh, warm... I do not know what the chemical's o called, Al. So when you hug people, it's like oxytocin's released. It's like a feel-good hormone. It's actually yeah. the hormone also that helps you give birth to your child. Oxytocin triggers you basically to oh. squeeze down on your uterus and get the baby out, you know? There you go. I'll just be taking there all we the... There we go. We're, 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 having the we're having fact tennis here. I love that, though. That's so nice. And, well, there we go. When you look at Milo, that's where the happiness comes from. I can, oh, I'm already dying to get back to him, Al. I miss my puppy so much. And we actually are coming to the end of our stomp. We're actually approaching the car park where we started. And I just want to say the biggest thank you to you. Oh, you know, I, I was so happy you agreed to do this. In fact, do you know, not in a, not in a kind of, oh, he'll do it kind of way, but I knew, I knew you'd, you'd come on the podcast because you're always so happy to help. You're happy to share and you, you're happy to help people. So I'm so grateful. And I know for a fact that everyone listening would have loved this, this episode with you. And I just wish you all the what, luck. I mean, you don't need any luck. You're, a, you're resilient. You know, you're, you're someone that keeps pushing on. But I do wish you all the best, you know, and thank I'm so you. glad that you're engaged and that there's so much happening for you because you deserve it, Pep. Look at you. Thank you. So I hope everyone's enjoyed this final part of this episode. Just to remind you, we'll be doing a new podcast every week. We'll be coming in your uh, inbox or wherever you listen to uh, your podcasts every Monday morning. So have a listen, check out for our guests. I know that each week will bring you something new. Thanks, everyone. Happy stomping. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,